Which one of you hit the junk man over the head? Was Chunky hit, Judge? Now, you know very well he was hit. I'm here to help you, Lester, and I want to know the truth. Why did you and your gang fight with the junk man? I ain't saying nothing. Good morning, good afternoon, wherever you might be. It's me, your pal, Junkman. Back to bother you guys with yet another loud rock and roll show. And we like loud rock and roll shows around here. Here being the OC Sound Studios. That's right. The home of uh, broadcasting and rehearsing your band and recording your band. And all the other cool things here in Anaheim, California. So that's the home of Junkman Radio. That's right. That's where we broadcast from, as I am doing from right now, this instant. Uh, glad you can make it. Again, a lot of rock and roll to lay on you. Probably, uh, you know, things that maybe you might not have known about or heard about. There's been a big debate to me with uh, a lot of the rock and roll that's going on these days. So many people, uh, use, you know, you hate to tell say one particular group, but usually it's people over 40. I think they've just pretty much given up on, you know, finding new stuff. They're all just too busy listening to their 1980s music and things like that and thinking that rock and roll just died out. Well, I'm the answer to that. I'm the guy that says, nope, sorry. (laughs) There's a lot more. It's all here. And not only just new bands, but new releases by those bands that you love. And that's what we do here. So that's what I'm going to lay on you here at Junk Band Radio. So let's get it started, shall we? All right, this one actually does go back a ways. Give you a little intro. All right. This band is called Talk Show. Talk Show consisted of the three guys from Stone Temple Pilots when Mr. Uh, Scott Weiland, the late Scott Weiland, decided to go off the, off the rails the first time. And they had to replace him because they wanted to record some music. All right? You getting this? All right, cool. Write this down if not. They bro- approached a friend of theirs by the name of Dave Coots, who uh, was the singer of a band called the 10-Inch Men from Long Beach, California, just like the guys from Stone Temple Pilots. And they came out with this great album. And this particular song right here is a great song to start the show. So hello to you. This is called Hello, Hello. And it's talk show on Junk Band Radio. So crank it up, will you?
You know, I remember a few years ago, some funny things used to happen to me. About 1956, 57. At that time, there was no blues scene or not really any kind of scene in uh, London. I used to go out and play my guitar in the streets and sing things with a passing the hat round. Remember one particular night, I was uh, playing my guitar in a little alleyway just off of Water Street in Soho, and uh, I got busted by the police. And this policeman came up and dragged me and my guitar and my hat full of pennies off to the police station. Anyway, the next day, I had to appear in Marlborough Street Police Court. And uh, it was quite a day. Police officer giving his evidence. I was proceeding in a southerly direction, my lord. When I heard uh, strange sounds coming from a ward or place, my lord. A sort of boogie-woogie music was being played. On further investigation, I saw the defendant standing there with a guitar and an old hat on the floor collecting pennies. Well, I decided that uh, he was contravening a breach of the peace there as there was a traffic jam about five miles long down there, Wardour Street, wondering what all the uh, fuss was about. So then I arrested the uh, defendant. Uh, just one moment, officer. Well, what is this bougie-woogie music here you were talking about? Oh, well, my lord. Said the officer, getting out his notebook, obviously been doing up his homework. It's a kind of uh, jazz rhythm music peculiar to the American Negro. Oh, what was the defendant doing uh, playing this kind of music there in, the, in Mordor Street? Anyway, I got off with a caution. A year's conditional discharge. But I'll always remember that policeman and his bougie-woogie. So don't try to lay no bougie-woogie on the king of rock and roll.
five, but your head's in 53. You got what it takes, keep your heads a spinning. Down by the old red shack, but you come on just like a fool grinning. Junkman Radio, hot little toe tapper right there, isn't it? Huh? 
That's J.D. McPherson with Head Over Heels. Cool song, isn't it? I, you know what? I gotta, I gotta figure out. I gotta, I, I gotta learn how to dance to that song. <laughs> I got a wedding coming up. Maybe I'll have to have the DJ play that one and just kind of pull it out. But it's very, very '60s sounding, isn't it? Just kind of Motowny and just I don't know. Got a little black keys influence and a few other things. Anyway, J.D. McPherson, great job on that. All right, hey, I started that set out with talk show and hello, hello, as I talked about before. Talking about talk show. How about that, huh? Uh, The new one from Deep Purple. That's right. Their latest, it's uh, a cover album, a bunch of covers that they do. And that one they did, uh, the old uh, Rockin' Pneumonia and the Boogie Woogie Flu, the old Huey uh, Smith uh, redone by Johnny Rivers had a big hit with that one back in the 70s, too. But, uh, yeah, just a great job. They did a whole lot of fun. Having a whole lot of fun, I should say, on that record. And uh, it just came out. They, they're covering Cream, and they're covering uh, the band Love and a few others on the, on the record. But it's it's very cool. Brand new um, from Deep Purple. NRBQ, my favorite live band ever and want you to feel good. I started to get into this piano boogie thing. I just needed to get it off my chest. I was just feeling it, you know? So right there, I mean, you can't beat Terry Adams when it comes to piano players. When it, you know, rock and roll piano players, that's, uh, that's the man from NRBQ. They have a new one out too as well. I might have to play something off of that. Uh, the Choir Boys, also known as the London Choir Boys, followed that with 7 O'Clock. Great song. Very, um, I don't know, reminiscent of Rod Stewart and Faces, I thought. You know, just cool stuff. And then the classic from Long John Baldry. And Don't Try to Lay No Boogie Woogie on the King of Rock and Roll. And, of course, that amazing intro that he does to that. Just a great storyteller. And very influential guy in British blues. Uh, look him up if you want to know more about Long John Baldry. But a lot of people started out in his band, and he mentored a ton of people that turned into great big rock stars, Elton John being one of them. And again, I finished that set with J.D. McPherson and Head Over Heels. He's touring. He's out there and uh, playing some cool stuff. Speaking of cool stuff, man, brand new record that's coming out shortly. It's entitled Four. I've played the first three quite a bit here on Junk Band Radio, and I definitely will be getting in this one. It's coming out in February, maybe right when you're listening to this. But uh, this is new from Slash featuring Miles Kennedy and the Conspirators, and it's from their brand-new record, Four, and it's called The River is Rising. Crank this up. It's Junk Band Radio. Well and push 
Junkman Radio. Yup, don't you love it? Dirty Honey and The Wire. That, my friends, is from the number one Junkman Radio record of 2021, the first Dirty Honey record. How about that, huh? Can't wait for the next one. And, of course, they're uh, they're going on tour with Mammoth WVH, which just happened to be my number two record for 2021. How's that? It's pretty cool. I like the way things are going, man. People are starting to get into the rock and realizing, wow, there's a new generation that's got it. Basically what Junk Band Radio is all about. So the old, the new, and, uh, man, just getting into the new. <laughs> I like that set. I hope you did, too. I played a whole bunch of new music from great artists, man. Brand new from Slash and Miles Kennedy and the Conspirators, The River is Rising. That's from the new record, as I mentioned, four which will be out in February 2022. They're going to do a tour and looking forward to seeing that. Black Swan, great record that came out a couple years ago, and Big Disaster, cool band featuring Robin McCauley on the vocals. Uh, you remember him from uh, Michael Schenker Group a while back, and Jeff Pilson produced it. He's on it, and, man, it's just a great record all the way around, and uh, props to, uh, to all involved. Another new one from the Scorpions. That's right. First record they've done with uh, with Mickey on drums. Pretty cool, huh? And that song is called Peacemaker. And Mickey D just rocking, baby. Looks like he's found a new home. And he's happy. And it's good to hear the Scorpions. Remember a couple years ago they were going to retire and you weren't going to hear them again? And then the next thing you know, they're back and they're touring again. And uh, got to see them a couple years back. And they sounded just as good as ever. I uh, played Thunder Mother. That's right. We uh, we had a visit from them on the Junkman Radio Show a few months back. Singer Gurnica Mancina called in, and we were talking about all things Thunder Mother. Some very, very talented rockin' ladies from, uh, from Sweden. And that one was called Into the Mud. Isn't that a great song? The video is great, too. You got to look it up. Go check it out. It looks like they had a real blast making that, and she, we talked about that for a little while. Uh, I played the the title track and the new one from Buck Cherry as well, and Hellbound, and Buck Cherry is on the road. That's right. They're uh, doing some touring. I believe they're going to be on the road with Alice Cooper, which is a great show. So that ought to be fun. But uh, looking forward to seeing the guys at Buck Cherry again. Known them a long time and really have been a fan of their work for so much longer. <laughs> And again, finish that setup with Dirty Honey and The Wire. Big, big single off that particular record, of which every single song just kicks ass. I could play any one that I want, but uh, you know what? Give that one some props right there. Who knows? They'll, uh, they got recognized, man. That's for sure. They came in. They did what they needed to do. Again, and I can't say this enough, the first rock band ever to have to be an unsigned band and hit number one on rock radio, whatever that is these days. But uh, that's never happened before. So busting some doors down with Dirty Honey. Check it out. If you haven't got the record, go get it, man. You'll be, you'll be happy. All right. Uh, another one that's coming out, looking forward to 2022, is Hailstorm. And they're coming back with a new one. And this one is the first single from it. It's called Back from the Dead, and I hope you dig it. They're out in the road, too, with Evanescence. 
And I believe Plush is still on the tour, too, which is another great band, which I'll have to play some as well. Anyway, this is Hailstorm and Back from the Dead on Junk Band Radio.
my game is better than ever. Winners, they come and go. Legends, they're forever. Shackle, shackle, watch me go.
Junkman Radio. Oh, Junkman. How many times have you heard that? <laughs> yeah. All right. Hey, Junkman Radio rocking up a whole bunch of cool stuff for you, man. Started out with uh, Hailstorm and Back from the Dead. That's from their new record that has not yet even been released yet as of this taping. Hmm. about that? A little sneak peek from your boy Junkie here. Um. Hope you got to see them on the road. They're just so awesome live. It's just such a great band. And the people in that band are just, you know, they're so down to earth and so caring that it's got to be killing them not to be able to, you know, to have to practice social distance because they these guys are huggers. They're, they're people that just, you know, from experience, I got to say, they're very, very, very one-to-one people. And uh, they really can identify with their audience. Big time. Because you know what? They're rock music fans as well, and they get it. So that's what I got to say. If you get a chance to go see Hailstorm, please do. You'll be glad you did. All right. Following that, man, I did a whole bunch of uh, kind of Van Halen type of thing. I've been thinking about Van Halen lately. I don't know. It's just one of those things. That's always going to happen. And I uh, came across the DLR album, the David Lee Roth band album, and I decided to play a song from that called Slam Dunk which really has that Van Halen feel to it. You know, it's interesting. I saw an interview with uh, David recently. You know, he's quite the talker, absolutely. He's just, this is the guy that should be on radio every day. And uh, one of the people that I've always wanted to interview one-on-one, I never had a chance to do that. I've been around where he's been. Anyway, um, Going back to this particular record, it came out a while ago, maybe about 20 years ago, maybe, perhaps, could have been that long. Uh, I believe John Five, or John Lowry, as he's also known, is the guitar player on the record, and it's just smoking, but it never got any play anywhere. And uh, I just love the record, and that particular song was called Slam Dunk, and I hope you dug that one, because I really, really do love it. Uh, another band that, uh, man, I'm telling you, there's so many new music, so much new music, I should say, coming out from bands that I really, really love and have loved for a long time. And Death Angel is definitely one of them. And they've been they've been just around since they were kids. And uh, they've got a brand new record out of a lot of um, B- B-sides and came out with a bunch of other... You know, just bits and pieces, uh, what they've done. And they call it the Bastard Tracks. And uh, <laughs> I love the title. And I love the guys in the band. They're great people and a great band. And that one was uh, an unreleased single called Where They Lay. And it's new from them. And uh, they got a video out for it, too, which is just smoking hot. It's awesome. But, uh, yeah, the guys from up Northern California, Death Angel. Played a classic from Motorhead. We are the road crew. Their uh, salute to the crew, which is always nice, you know, because a lot of them take their crew for granted. Not Motorhead. Lemmy, as many people know, was once a roadie himself, including for the likes of Jimi Hendrix, amongst others, which is where uh, he just kind of discovered speed, which he took for many, many years. Wow. He was quite a guy. 
But uh, yeah, Motorhead, we are the road crew. I played a band that I really love from Columbus, Ohio. Great young band called South of Eden. And they followed the Motorhead song with uh, a song from their EP entitled The Talk. That song was called Dancing with Fire. And man, I'm telling you, that song is on fire in a big way. And I really hope to be uh, seeing some more out of these guys outside of, of Columbus, you know? I want to see these guys become national, and I believe they're on their way. This is a great band. Good guys, too. Very, very talented. And, of course, I had to throw a Van Halen song in there. Just was thinking about it. And you know what? I haven't played Top Jimmy in a while. Top Jimmy, of course, they're owed to Top Jimmy and the Rhythm Pigs. Great band that used to be around the L.A. area playing at all the dives and places like that. They were a house band at this place called The Central, which is now known as The Viper Room. On Sunset Boulevard, they used to play the whiskey, and they played all those places, man, but just a smoking hot band. And, uh, yeah, Top Jimmy and the Rhythm Kings. Or the Rhythm Pigs, I should say. Let's try that again. <laughs> Kings. Yeah, well, no matter. Hey, it's Junk Man on the line with me. I got somebody that I've been a big fan of his for a very long time, and hopefully you have too. I'm sure you will be. Uh, from New York City, I got Steve Conti on the line. Hi, Steve. How are you? Hey, junk man, and everybody listening out there in Internet Radio Land. Yeah. Uh, I'm good, man. I'm, it's uh, freezing cold here in New York, and uh, yeah, I wish I was uh, where you are right now. Well, you know, we're but, only we're only five and a half hours away by plate, as you know. So, but uh, hey, congratulations on a great new record. It's on uh, Wicked Cool Records, which we'll talk about in just a second. Uh, Bronx Cheer, man, this is great. It came out in November. And uh, every song on it is one of those, just, it's a full-on rocker record. And I like the way that you described, and I was reading a press release, and it said, you wanted to make a straight-ahead rock and soul album with New York Attitude. And that's exactly what it is. So, yeah. bra- bravo, man. It's, it's Well, thank, thank you, thank you. It's, uh, um, it was a pleasure to make, of course, a uh, killer band on it, Charlie Drayton on drums from... Yep. Keith Richards, Expensive Wine. One of my favorites. Yeah. And, uh, you know, some some great guests. Chris Spedding on guitar on on a tune, plays blows a solo. And uh, I got some great um, soul singing sisters on a couple of tracks. And And your brother John, too. Yeah, my brother John plays bass. Wow. He's an amazing bass player. Um, And, uh, yeah, what else? Who else? I'm not looking at the credits right now, <laughs> but but those those are basically that that's like the core of the band. Yeah, the core band. We recorded it was just a, as a trio. It was myself, Charlie, and and brother John, and uh, my co-producer Andrew Hollander plays some of the keys. There's keyboards on like three songs, mostly on the the ballads, like B three and piano, and um, yeah, and then I just you know called into oh Willie Nile and uh, James Maddock do backups on a couple of songs with me and uh this guy craig jar on saxophone or something what's got to be great for you i mean uh, for many that are uninitiated uh with with steve's past work you know you have been like the epitome of like the new york session guitar player rock and rolls guy you know you're like you could probably call anybody up in new york and say look i'm making a record you want to be on it and depending on time constraints i'm sure you can get just about anybody you want on this particular record that's what kind of a that's what kind of a rep you got as far as i can i can understand you're you're pretty right um 
you know, I mean, some, some people, uh, well, let, let's face it, even if you're, you know, a nobody, if you pay, if you pay, yeah, people, yeah. you can get anybody. Well, there's want. always that. Yeah. Yeah. Your suckers walk yeah, money I mean, talks, I, you know, <laughs> I mean, I, I have, I know people who, who pay, you know, great guys to play on their records and, you know, um, well, you know, they pay them top dollar. Right. I mean, these, uh, these are my friends and, you know, I mean, I, I pay them something, but they, they don't, uh, rake me over the coals. So to speak. Well, I love, um, I know, love, cause I would, I, I would do the same for them. You know, if they call yeah, me of and course. say, Hey, come play guitar on my album. I, you know, I mean, I, I'm happy to just barter, you know, like, Hey, you come and sing on my record. I'll come play on your record. You know, <laughs> That's the way it's know, always been done. Watches. Yeah, one hand washes the other, you know. Well, I love um, the fact that you that the, the basic tracks of it are is, is a three piece band. Now, I, you know what? I'm a drummer. That's the way that I like to play when I like to rock, and it's the stuff that the the music that you that you do is very conducive to what I like to play here on uh, Junk Band Radio. Um, it, and it's just every every track that I've heard so far, and uh, you know, again. You could add on to the people that you got on there that I like. I'm fans of all. I'm a fan of all their stuff. What they do. I'm a fan of uh, Little Steven, who owns Wicked Cool Records. Which, you know, tell us a little bit about how you got hooked up with him and actually got this record started. Like, you know, um, yeah. Well, well, I met Steven back uh, in the early days of the reformed New York Dolls when I joined in uh, 2000. And- well, I joined in 2004, and then um, we decided in 2005 that we were going to make a record, and we had a bunch of songs, and we started looking at producers, and uh, Steven's name came up. He wanted to produce it, and so did a bunch of other people, and we, we ended up going with Jack Douglas for one reason or the other. I don't remember, but... Um, Who's got quite a history himself of... Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, and the Dolls worked with Jack on their very first album. And then, you know, that with Todd Rundgren producing, that was their first Dolls album. And then we ended up using Todd for the next record. But um, so I guess they kind of felt like, uh, you know, it would be kind of full circle, you know, coming back, first album back with with Jack, who worked on the first album. Because pretty much, uh, the so the story goes that Jack did a lot of the mixing of that record anyway. And, uh, you know, Todd was, uh, kind of in and out. Um, but, uh, so it didn't work out with Steven, but we played his new year's Eve show at uh, the hard rock in times square that year in 2005. And that's my, the first time I met him. And, um, we kept in touch. I saw him at South by Southwest a few years, you know, whatever the next year. And, I gave him a copy of my solo record, Steve Conti and the Crazy Truth. And um, I didn't hear anything for a while. And then I happened to send, uh, I had a record out a few years later called Steve Conti NYC. And uh, it was more on the like rootsy, um, it was rock and roll, but it was, uh, had a lot of acoustic guitars, mandolins, 12 strings, accordions. You know, harmonica. It was like very, uh, maybe a more on the petty side, even though it had some kind of punky overtones. And I had given the record to his wife, Maureen, who um, I do a, a bit of acting, and, and Maureen is a big in the acting community here in New York. I've taken some of her classes, and uh, I gave her a copy of the record, and she was playing it around the house. And Stephen was like, Who's this? She said, That's Steve Conti. He said, Steve Conzi. 
what? <laughs> why, why don't I know about this? You know? And uh, she said, yeah, this is his new record. And he's like, who knew? Who knew he was so good? So next thing I know, he was calling me up and, uh, you know, making my songs the coolest song in the world. And yep. I got a couple of those coolest songs in the world, like three years in a row. I did, uh, which is what, which is what he does on his show on uh, on uh, the Little Stevens Underground Garage. For, uh, yeah. for anybody that understands it, when he really likes something and it's his song of the week, he calls it this. You know, whatever the yeah, it's the coolest yeah, the coolest song of yeah. the week. Yeah, so there's 52 coolest songs throughout the year. You know, it's one one a week, and uh, I think I came in top five on all three of those. Uh, coolest songs that I had during that period. I had uh, OK DJ, which was from uh, the NYC album. And then uh, I put out a covers record called uh, International Cover Up. And I had uh, Somebody's Gonna Kick Their Head. Uh, somebody, wait a yeah, minute. Somebody's Gonna Get Their Head Kicked. Which has yeah, gotten, by the way, their... which has gotten major playing by me on Junk Man Radio, just so you know. I've been playing that song a lot. So. Oh, great. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a killer version. I've, I've oh, yeah. heard a lot of people's versions of that song, and you know, not just because it's me, but I. No, nah, yours is my favorite. I, I don't know. I heard Joe Perry do a version. I've heard uh, the Rosillos. I've heard, uh, you know, the, well, the original Fleetwood Mac's uh, right. side project, Earl Vincent of Valiance, Jeremy Spencer. But um, well, thanks. I'm glad you you dig it and you Absolutely. play it. Absolutely. Um, yeah, that was that was a cool song, and then uh, and then Steven said, "Hey, why don't we do a single?" Because this is when, back in like 2017, Wicked Cool Records wasn't uh, really, you know, he had like put out a bunch of like full length albums back in probably early 2000s or maybe even the 90s. And he had stopped doing that and he was just doing like singles, right? So he said, let's do a single. So I came up with Gimme Gimme Rockaway. We put that out and uh, it was also a cool song in the world. And, um, and then this time around, uh, I said, you know, I, I got a full length record. You know, are you interested? And uh, I sent it to. I finished it myself. Um, I just went ahead and, you know, got the guys together, got the studio, you know, produced it with my pal Andy, and um, presented the record. I said, here it is. It's done. Called Bronx Cheer. Here's the cover. Blah blah blah. And he was like, oh well, you know. Uh, we're a collaborative uh, deal here, you know. If you have to be open to some, uh, you know, collaboration. I said, okay, we'll just, you know, listen to what I got. I was kind of nervous that he was going to go, oh, you got to change the cover, you got to change the title, and you got to change this and that. And actually, in the end, he went, it's great. Just like it is. <laughs> I'm, picturing, did... I'm, I'm picturing Silvio Dante face. Yes, when he of, does course, it. of course. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's great, you know? <laughs> of course, of course. Yeah, I'm talking I'm talking to him on the phone. He's like, you know, this deal isn't for everybody, Steve. You know, uh, you, you got to be willing to collaborate. I said, I'm willing. You know, just, just give a listen to uh, the way, you know, I intended it first. And if you don't agree, then uh, let's talk about it. But he loved it. But he did pick the singles. He said, uh, it's got to be these four songs. It was Dog Days of Summer, uh, Recovery Doll, um, Those Sexy Lies, and Overnight Smash. There you go. Perfect. That those were the, those are the ones I would have picked too. Yeah. Right off the I bat, picked, I would have picked Wildwood Moon. And in fact, I like that uh, too. I'm, in fact, I'm gonna you know because it's such a summery song. Um, I don't know if I should even spill the beans about this, but I'm I'm gonna do uh, a single with that and then do a video for it. 
great for the summer. Great. Because uh, I probably won't have a new full length out by the summer with COVID and everything that's going on. It's yeah, just, uh, it's just it's, such it's, a it's, it's amazing. It's amazing that I even got this thing out and done just in time. I was just slid in right under the wire, like 2020. Uh, in fact, I had to go to Europe to do a, a stint with Monroe, Michael Monroe, uh, in Finland in February. And I just finished the record. I finished my last overdubs in January of 2020. Then I went in February over to Finland and then the borders were starting to close and everything was like, uh, Oh, you better get home. And so, uh, I, I came home and, you know, sat home for two years pretty much. And I had plenty of time to like edit and mix it and do everything. Sure. Me and my, my engineer in Nico Bolas, he's in LA. Oh, I love him. Uh, he's a great engineer. You know, yep. He mixed so many great records. Yep. Um, and, uh, he and I just like mixed it by, um, by the internet, you know, which is probably about the fifth or sixth record I've done this way, you know, not being in the same room with the person. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's well, that's how uh, it's done now. You know, that's, yeah, it, it, you know, it, we have the technology. A, that's how you can do things now, which is a blessing yeah. to musicians because, you know, we're all poor. <laughs> it certainly is. It certainly is. And, you know, I mean, I've even made, I've even written songs and recorded, recorded, uh, well, so far not an album. Uh, album but uh certain tracks i've recorded with other people through you know just just via the web you know well and, um here's a question you for know, you here's a question to just for a moment uh you you alluded to playing with uh michael monroe who you tour with all the time uh do you see yourself touring this particular record with uh with maybe like a three-piece band sometime after all this uh this hopefully goes away all this uh um, you know, virus and things like that. Do you see yourself possibly touring? Um, Dude, I would piece? love, I would love to. Um, yeah. And, you know, first of all, I don't know if this is ever going away, you know, I, mean, yeah. I think we're, I think we're going to learn to live with it. And, yeah. Um, yeah. Probably going to be like, you know, any other virus or fucking plague. Can yeah. I say, can I say a four letter word here? On of course show? you can. So, you can say whatever you want. Uh, all right. Fuck. Exactly. Uh, so uh it feels good yeah, it's it? probably it's probably gonna go you know it's probably gonna be with us we're probably all gonna catch it but you know hopefully mild symptoms you know i'm i'm vaxxed you know i'm i feel like i'm uh doing my part to help myself and my family and sure. my fellow music you know we're we're all trying to you know i mean you have to be vaxxed to to play and to congregate and, absolutely you know, so. Well, yeah, the, bo the bottom line is I want to be in a sweaty rock and roll bar watching you rock these songs out with a band, dude. That's really what I want to see. And uh, Me too, bro. do you actually do you see having time to do that in between your other commitments and, you know, obviously fighting the uh, the powers that be to uh, well, to do this? Well, right now, uh, I don't really have many other commitments. I mean, we have dates with Monroe. Uh -huh. uh, this, uh, actually, next month we have something. Uh, it's been advertised, the, you know, the Monsters of Rock cruise. Yep. But uh, it's less than a month away now, and it's like pretty much a floating Petri dish, you know, being yeah. out there on a boat. <laughs> and uh, so I don't know. I don't know if they're going to cancel or uh if we're all gonna think it's not a great idea you know I, and then we have um we also have 
summer dates that have been booked for a while, you know, had, were canceled in 2020. We had dates with Guns N' Roses. We had dates with Alice Cooper. They were all uh, postponed till 2021. And then 2021 got postponed to 2022. And who's who knows what's going to happen. So I may be sitting around for another year. I don't know. Um, but I, I played one show. I played a record release party here in New York when the album came out in uh, late October here. It was great. I had uh, uh, my brother on bass. My son joined me on stage. I had wow. a, a couple of girl backup singers, uh, Nikki Richards, who sang on the record, and another friend of mine, Bridget, who sings with Rod Stewart. Uh, it was just a killer band. Brian Delaney from the Dolls on drums. Oh, yeah. Burton from I want to see. I want to see this myself, and I live in LA. So this is that's that's where my question is. Want to see this somewhere in the United States, or you know anywhere else that you can go? I really am looking forward to to seeing it live in a freaking sweaty rock and roll room. So hopefully, hopefully that can happen, man. So let's let's jump into it, man. You know what? I've been talking about this record so much. I've been really looking forward to talking to you. Let's play some of the stuff. Let's uh, let's start it out with uh, with the first single, "Recovery Doll." Um, you know, obviously, recovery is a big issue. Tell us a little something about what the song is about and um, let our listeners know a little bit more about it. And then we'll, we'll just rock it. Well, um, I was kind of thinking about, well, first of all, the song had been sitting around musically for a while. I had um, actually presented it to New York Dolls and to Michael. And... Um, it wasn't called Recovery Doll when I presented it to the dolls. Um, but I finally hit on, you know, it's all about, as Keith Richards says, um, uh, what's the word? A vowel movement. <laughs> <laughs> when you're writing songs, you know, it's like it's that it's got to feel right to sing. The words you sing have to feel right in the in the in the space where, you know, where you're singing your melodies. Right. So. Right. Um, it was originally called I Want to Buy Me a Dog, which is a monkey song. There's a song by the monkeys called I Want to Buy Me a Dog. And I remember from my childhood, that's like, no, I can't do that. You know, I can't, I can't have a monkey's title in my, in my song. <laughs> but, but one day I sang Recovery Doll and I went, wow, what does that mean? I don't know what that means. Uh, I have to like think about it, you know? And so I just started thinking about, you know, Sylvain and Johnny and Arthur and, yeah. uh, from the dolls and Amy Winehouse and, you know, just all the, you know, all the casualties of, uh, of drug use. Well, I mean, you know, Syl and, and Arthur, you know, succumb to, uh, excess actual, actual, actual illnesses, not, yeah. not right. drug use, but, uh, um, so, uh, you know, and I sort of made a, I like to make like composite people. I don't like to write songs about one particular person because it just gets very narrow. And, and this way it's like open to, you know, I could be singing about, you know, your, your favorite artist or your girlfriend or, you know, somebody else. Um, so uh, I kind of left it open, but it's about a female artist who's, who's struggling with addiction and recovery as many people do. And, um, you know, it's kind of the, you know, the cycle, you know, you, uh, you swear it off. You swear, you know, if, if I ever, you know, I swear I'm, I'm not going to do that again. And then, 
you know, the next night you're like, oh, maybe just one more time. You know, you never know when that when that one more time is just going to be the end. I mean, it's, uh, I remember, I, I remember those, I remember those days. I remember those days. But uh, well, but but you're still here to talk about. I am. So, I yeah, am. But, luckily, some some yeah. Well, me too. And some people aren't so lucky. You know, they say, exactly. oh, just one more try. I'm just going to try one more time, and then that's it. It's their last time. And uh, you know, I, I know many people who. You know, just trying that one last time, you know, didn't make it out. Yep. Well, let's give it a blast. uh, Let's give it a blast, man. What's gonna... So on that depressing note, let's yeah. play some up-tempo rock and roll. How's baby. that for? But, how's that... But, but that's the thing. That's the thing. I wanted to make it, you know, a, a celebration, a rejoicing in in their artistry, not you know, yeah. getting it down to like, oh, this poor person. You know, it's like we, you know, we appreciate the, these people. You know, they, it's their troubled souls that make such great art. You know. Yep. Well, it's a it's a it's a subject that everybody can relate to. So again, this is uh, the first single from Bronx cheer, which is a brand new record from Steve Conti, who is on the line with me. And uh, we're going to blast it out. It's called recovery doll. Let's crank it up. It's junk band radio. And we'll be right back with Steve. Right on. Oh 
there we go. Great. Love it. Love that. It's a killer first track. You know what? If yeah. You're, if you're gonna get, if you're gonna get uh, an idea on what this record's all about, that's the one right there. And uh, it yeah, just keeps that, going. I love it, man. That's that, that's my kid. That's my twelve-year-old son, Zaya, singing on there too. You can hear. No him kidding. That's him. Twelve years old. Well, with uh, with the, the two uh, soul sisters. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, Twelve years old, yeah, he's singing with a couple of soul sisters on his dad's rock yeah. and roll record. There's a life. Yeah. I love it. I'm jealous. And, you know that, that and that wasn't Zaya's first uh, recording session either. Uh, he sang when he was three. I had him sing on a Michael Monroe song that I was uh, that I had written and <laughs> produced with the, the band called "The Child of the Revolution" on Horns and Halos. Wow. I don't know if you know that record, but I, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can, you can hear him on that very slightly in the background. Did Michael? That. Did Michael show him how to play the harmonica? <laughs> uh, no, but he was, you know, he he was very little. He was like barely three. You uh-huh. know? So it was like uh, it was like herding cats, you know, trying yeah. to get him or herding a cat. Yeah, <laughs> trying exactly. To him, trying to get him into the studio and get him in front of the mic and. You know, man, there's just there's just so much on this record that I can relate to. You know, like you also, you I was reading another thing too where you said that you, you remember the dirty streets of you know when 42nd Street was really sleazy. I rem- I lived in New York area. You know, I grew up there and I moved to L.A. in 1982. So during the 70s, I was hanging out oh, there yeah. a lot. And I was buying, you know, my all my drugs down there. I would take the train from Connecticut for where, for where I lived, and I would pick up all my drugs, and I would go back home. And I remember what it was like. There was a there was a TV show that kind of called The Deuce that was on. Uh, oh yeah, one of the cable things that kind of touched on it, and it really got the idea of what it was all about back then, when it was just this really sleazy place. But it was total what rock and roll was all about back then in New oh, York. Yeah. And uh, then, of course, it got all cleaned up and. You know, and the music changed yeah. and everything like that. But this got, really, really brings it to me, you know? Yeah, it, it got all Disney-fied. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, when, yeah. When, Julian, when uh, Ju- Rudy uh, Giuliani came in, yeah. he turned 42nd Street into, uh, you know, a giant, yeah. uh, you know, mall. Yeah, you know, a big Apple Disney store. And, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, and, uh, re- but when it was know, sleazy, the, it was rock and roll. And that's the point. And that's what this record takes me back to. And that's what I, well, I really, really love about it. So my uh, my sincere props to you for, well, for bringing thanks, us man. a record like this. And you know what? Most of your material that I, that I listen to, a lot of that does the same thing. But this particular collection of songs, man, I just I love it. You know, Dog Days of Summer is another one that goes in another direction about that. Um, that particular song, that's more of like a like a family song. In a way, yeah. Well, and and if you saw the video, you'd definitely say that. Uh, the vid- there's a video on YouTube for it that I made with my family. Actually, my parents, uh, my in-laws are filmmakers, and my kids are in it, and my wife is in it. But wait, let me go back just a second uh, to the sleazy Forty Second Street. Sure, because uh, my if, pleasure. If you listen to it, the uh, second to last song on the album is called "My Degeneration." Yes, and. Um, that is basically the story of my childhood. I had the same sort of growing up. I was living in New Jersey. You came in from Connecticut, but right. I would come into New Jersey and I would go to Union, Union Square, uh-huh. and that's where we would—that's where we would get all our stuff from. Yep. And uh, you know, the lyrics in that song are pretty much uh, word for word stuff that happened. You know, we, we, the thing I would take the train. Uh, we would go to 
shows at Madison Square Garden. You know, I'd see The Who and yeah. Zeppelin. Yeah. You know, this was the 70s, you know? Yeah. And, um, and, you know, it was the 42nd Street, dirty movie theaters there. and, and Staying at know, the Chelsea and, Hotel for 30 bucks a night. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> and pimps everywhere. Yeah. Dude, I actually and, saw Sid and Nancy copping from the same place that I used to buy some drugs at, from the same guy. I saw them. And I didn't know yeah, who they well, were. And a buddy of mine pointed it out to me. He goes, that's the guy from the Sex Pistols. I'm like, oh, okay. I must be in the right place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Well, well, so so that's, that one song is very autobiographical. That's the one that Chris Spedding plays on. So uh, Love him. Give that a, give that a listen uh, next time. We'll keep that in mind. Now, is he a, now, is he a New York place. guy or is he a London guy? You know, I, you know I, Spedding? Spedding's a true Englishman. You know, he's yep. played with Jack Bruce and Elton John and McCartney. I, yeah, I still remember him from uh, Robert Gordon records where he just was well, just killer rockabilly stuff going on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, in fact, uh, you know, I I spent the past two years playing with Robert because wow. Chris, rec- Chris recommended me to Robert when, wow. he left, uh, when he left to go back to England to play with Brian Ferry. What an honor. 90. Yeah, and uh, you know, I used to hang out with Chris. We would, uh, you know, it sort of started out, you know, can you show me a couple of things? And then we would just like, I'd spend all day at his apartment, you know, drinking coffee, smoking cigarettes, and you know, listening to records, watching videos, Django Reinhardt, you know, and jamming. And you know, he'd play his songs, I play my song, and so I guess he got a feel for what kind of player I was, and he had a feeling I'd be good for Robert, and you know. To me, rockabilly guitar is like the ultimate um, for for the stuff that I'm into. Yeah, like all the different, all the different stuff like early rock and roll, uh, Jeff Beck kind of flashiness, you know, that comes from Les Paul and people like that, and then uh, like a bit of jazz. That's pretty much rockabilly, and that's I'm into all all of those styles and blues. So uh, playing rockabilly with Robert Gordon was very uh, um, natural for me, you know. I, I wish I had been able to record albums with him, but Chris is still in the band technically. Whenever Robert records, so right. I just you know, go out and do gigs when Chris can't do them, you know. Man, I'm telling you, it's, um, just, it's like watching all your rock and roll dreams come true, man. You seem to have been able to to play with everybody, and it shows in your music, man. All the influences that you've got, and that's why, again, I love this record so much because I know a bit about your background, maybe not as much as you've told me today, but a lot of it. And I could see where it comes into, uh, into the songs that you do. And uh, again, it's just, it's, uh, it's a great rock and roll record. And uh, I want to play some more, man. I mean, pick out another track and we'll, we'll play and why, and tell us, tell us what it's all about, man. Uh, well, let's see. I don't know if you want to stick to the singles. I mean, you could, uh, yeah. Sure, you know, why not? Any- you know, pick out whatever you like, and you tell me. You know, again, I get uh, I'll play whatever whatever the man wants me to play. <laughs> I'm my well, own I'm my own program director here. I got nobody breathing on my neck. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, Dog Days of Summer, as you mentioned before, is uh, that was one that um, you know I thought that would be uh, a great summer song. Yeah, and in fact, it, and it, is. it was released. It was released in late August. That was my thing with the label i said let's make sure that we put in the schedule to have dog days of summer come out in august because those are the dog days of summer and and you know it'd be very timely and the video unfortunately the video wasn't done 
until the fall. But um, that, uh, you know, that was a phrase I had been kicking around. I always liked the term, uh, you know, it just reminded me of some big old hound, you know, laying in the shade, yep. you know, um, and uh, which, you know, I like to do in the in those lazy days, you know, when it's just so hot, you don't feel like doing anything. But uh, as I've said in uh, some other uh, interviews, I also realized as I was writing it, it was sort of about, um, you know, slowing down a bit and, and watching my kids grow up and like zoom past me, you know, like, I'm like, oh, man, I'm just going to lay here, you know, dad, will you play, you know, football with me? Ah, go ahead, man, you know. Play with your friends. You know. <laughs> well, again, it's very melancholy, man, and I really, I, I, I like the, the. Uh, it's not a total change of pace, but it is a change of pace from the full-on, you know, barroom rock and roll, you know, and it's, uh, it's a great song. I just, I, I really enjoy it a lot. So let's, uh, let's give that one, a, let's give that one a whale. Why not? All right. So, well, there you go. Again, this is uh, Steve Conti uh, from his brand new record, Bronx Cheer. This cool song, you're going to love it. Especially the intro, too. And uh, this is uh, Dog Days of Summer. And uh, we'll be back with Steve in just a moment. Enjoy. There you go. 
dog days of yeah. summer. I can relate. You know what? I'm in L.A., so the dog days of summer for me are basically in November when the video comes yeah. out, right? So it's perfect. <laughs> well, hey, if you, if you noticed at the beginning of that song, that's my youngest son who's okay. going, Daddy. I was, yeah, I was going to figure. I thought that might be the one you were talking about before, but yeah, okay, there's another son that's on the record. No, that's not the 12 year old. That's the the, the four year old. Well, he's six now. Right. But um, yeah, so uh, that was, uh, you know, that kind of summed up a bit of the, you know, the vibe of the, the lyric as well to. You know, have him. You can hear him. He's all annoyed. Come play with me, goddammit. You know? And I'm just like, you know, when you see it in the video, you know, I'm kind of laying there in the in the hammock, you know, and uh, the kids are all, you know, playing with the finger paints, and they come over and they wipe their finger paints on my face, and I'm like, ah, you, you rotten kids. <laughs> well, again, and you I know think, what? We were both four think, years old too at one time, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Now, how was it so, with you growing uh, up? I know your mom was a was a pretty pretty famous singer, and uh, and I, I don't know really a, a lot about your dad, but uh, you know, was it like that for you? Like when you're growing up, is it pretty much the way that you're the, the same way that your kids are, where you know your dad's on the ro- or your mom was on the road or things no, like that? Not at all. No, not at all. I, I mean, what you know, it, we were kind of a typical uh, you know '70s uh, broken home. You know, the uh, it was when, you know, divorce was just becoming, yeah. you know, accepted. Right. You know, it was the early 70s. My my parents split up. I was whatever, 12 maybe. or And uh, and, um, you know, we were like the we were like the weird kids in town with long hair and divorced parents, you know, like everybody mm-hmm. else was like, you know, straight up, you know, nice uh, and brand new clothes and shiny you know brand new leather converse you know we were we were getting like used stuff from the thrift store you know what i mean because because <laughs> we had uh you know we didn't have any money because my my parents split up so my mother uh she couldn't go on the road she was uh she started like she had actually made a record when she was 18 and then you know had me like a, a year or two later and just gave up her singing career to raise me and then boom 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 i had three other siblings that followed shortly after and uh so she uh, after 10 years of marriage and the, the marriage split up she um went back to she had to work somehow she, uh, she wasn't getting a lot of money from my father who was not a musician but a, a big jazz fan he passed away a couple of years ago but um she uh, had to go back to work so you know it started in uh, like you know lounges and um you know, holiday inns or whatever, you know, like, but she always had great bands and they would rehearse in the living room and I would like hang around and kind of watch and, and get, get ideas for, you know, how it is to have a band and be. So a, that's a where pro. it started, huh? Yeah. That's really. Yeah. Big. And, uh, but you know, she didn't go on the road. I mean, her road was like, I have a gig Friday night, you know, down at the Jersey shore. And I, you know, later on when I was like 15 or 16, I'd be like, Okay, Ma, have fun. And as soon as she'd walk out the door, I'd be on the phone. Come on over, guys, get yeah. the keg. You know, and we have keg parties, and you know, yeah. people be burning cigarette holes in my carpet. Sure. And you know, the, uh, and, you know we have to air it, open all the windows and air it out. She'd be yeah. home, she'll be home at two a.m. You know, let's make sure everything <laughs> is spotless. And she'd never know that anything happened there. You know. Well, there's songs. Uh, there's songs was... to be written about that, and I'm sure you've covered it. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. So that was her. Uh, 
Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, she, you know, she made a finally made a record uh, years later, like in in the eighties. She went into Manhattan and recorded with some jazz superstars and um, lost the tapes for a long time. And then my brother and I found them, and uh, we put it together and and had them mastered and released as a, a record for a Mother's Day gift for her. Uh, oh, that's terrific. Ten years ago, yeah. Her her album is called uh, Rosemary Conti, but beautiful. Not with two T's, but, <laughs> but that's the uh, <laughs> that's the name of a standard. It's yeah, of like course. Jerome Kearns or yes, some, yes, yes, absolutely. Jimmy, I don't know who, who wrote it. So Jenny she Mercer. did. She did a lot of the standards on it. That's great. Yeah, so it's all jazz standards. It's uh, I think eight songs or something. Uh-huh. And, wow, um, what a, what a, it's, what an it's, awesome it's, idea! It's that's great. Yeah, it's beautiful. You can find it on Amazon, Bandcamp. Um, I think it's on iTunes and everything. So uh, yeah, check that out, and you'll you know you'll hear where I got my voice from. Really, I mean, she had been singing to me while I was in the womb, you know. So mm-hmm. uh, sometimes I, I hear myself sing like older uh, recordings before like my voice changed. I was like, is that mom or is that me? You know, because uh, the you know you get the phrasing and the you know it's just it's in the DNA. You yep. Know? But you, went, but you went straight into rock and roll, right? <laughs> well, yeah, I, but I did uh, I did quite a few years of, you know, I mean, I would fight her. In the, be- in the beginning, she was like, you should learn jazz. I'm like, no, nah, man, I'm, you know, I'm a rock and roller, you know. Yep. And then, then the later on, like, I started working with her. She kind of raised me and my brother to be in her band. And then we, we got a taste of, like, actually making money with music. And we were like, hey wants to have a real job and we could do this you know and but we, it required us to like know a little bit more than three chord rock and roll you know so so we had to uh sort of learn things like by ear and transposing songs like right on the bandstand she would say i'm gonna do uh you know whatever a uh, satin doll by duke ellington in in the key of c and you know we had to boom we had to do it you know yep. and we got good at it you know, so uh, and and I went to school and and I studied. I took lessons with jazz guys and you know I was already a, a decent rock player. Um, and I had my roots in blues and rock, so you know I could already play. And then jazz just sort of like added another layer of knowledge to where you know I knew what to call things, I knew what to call chords, I knew what to call scales, and my ear got really good and I could. You know, I could pretty much tell you, you could bang a chord on a piano. I'll tell you what kind of chord it is. You know, it's uh, ear training and all that. Um, so, you know, she raised my brother and I to be um, good musicians, really. You know, I, I have heard a thing. It definitely uh, is a successful <laughs> a successful uh, teaching on her part right there. Absolutely, man. I mean, your music, uh, your music and your brother's music, uh shows exactly that so it's just it's amazing well, it's, thanks i mean you don't you know you know like you don't have to know half of what i know to play rock and roll really you know you just have to have you know a good ear and and i good imagination and ideas i mean there are people that don't know what chords are called that are, right you know great great rock and roll songwriters but you know with the education that i got you know I, i'm able to work with you know the New York Dolls and then turn around and work with Paul Simon. You right. know, I mean, you can't be a, a punk rock guy and, and 
get in a room with Paul Simon and, and not have your head handed to you in five seconds. And you know? some of the other people that you've played with, too. I mean, you know, I was looking back on some of the some of the stuff that, you know, I did a little research into you under your back then. Because, you know, like I said, uh, most of the stuff that I knew is about your just your rock and roll. But you played with so many different people. Like you are like the studio guy in New York. You know, of different genres of music, which I'm all about, you know. I'm a drummer, and I like to play just about anything. But, man, I'm telling you, the people that you've played with before, Jesus, man, the list is a mile long. Um, it's amazing. Eddie James, Charlie Musselwhite, uh, Carol King. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I mean, a lot of those people were, were you know, they came through uh, this. I had a residency with my blues band. We had a blues band called the Hudson River Rats. And we played every two year, every every Wednesday night for two years at this club, uh, the under Acme. It was a Acme Barn Grill it was like a soul food place, and then in the basement they had a a great music room, and all these people would, you know, it eventually word got out about how good the band was, and Channel Two News came, CBS, and they did a story on us, and Phoebe Snow would come down and sing with us, and then Cindy Lauper and. Uh, um, Willie Deville came down. David Johansson when he was Buster. You actually had all Bernard these... Purdy in your band. That yeah, says Bernard it all Purdy right was, there. That's yeah, one of my Bernard favorite Purdy drummers was... ever. Yeah, Bernard was my drummer for wow <laughs> you know, for uh, a year or two, and then uh, yeah. So you know, a lot of that stuff. Those people came and and we played with them. I, I didn't do a record with them or anything, but you know, I had the experience of playing with. Wow, I mean the list. The with list Edda is, and the, Bernard. The, the, and, yeah, I mean the list is amazing on like, all these people that you have played with, and it's just, uh, you know, not just anybody can play with these cats. You got to know what you're doing, you know, and you, you obviously know. do. So again, my my hat is off to you for, you know just on your career i'm a big big fan of what you've done man and again you know i'm a rock and roller i like straight ahead rock and roll too and this record is just it's it's the epitome of it it's just it's right it's exactly the type of rock and roll that i like to listen to and play on this particular show so you know you nailed it with this so you know how i describe it i describe it as uh you know i only sort of realized this after the record was made but Listening back to it, you know, there's always a, a love for the Stones in my music and the replacements. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Westerberg is one of my favorite songwriters. Of course, Mick and Keith I love and, and John and Paul um, as songwriters uh, and Petty. Mm-hmm. But um, what I thought this record is like kind of Stones 78 to 82. Uh-huh. It's like when the Stones were reacting to punk with some girls yep. and emotional rescue, but they still had their R&B and soul and blues roots in there. So, you know, this record goes from, you know, like the human animal and liar like you to, you know, guilty and flying, you know, it's like rock and soul. Yep. And that that's to me like that era of stones. I mean, most people go, Oh, you know, it's sticky fingers and beggars banquet and exile on main street and let it bleed. Yeah. They're my favorite stones records. But, um, but this one I think, uh, is a bit more diverse. And, and it's uh, got, it's got a big New York vibe on it too, which is, you know, natural to you. But I mean, you know, it's not something that just anybody can recreate 
in the studio, and you have really, really done that. And if to, if you don't know what I mean by a New York attitude, well, you're just going to have to figure that out for yourself. Just trust me. I know what it is, and you've got it on this particular record, and I just uh, I really, really, really like it, Steve. It's uh, just a, a job well done. And the perfect title, hey, too. Bronx Cheer. Come on. <laughs> thanks, thanks, dude. Yeah, yeah I was – I was looking for a title, and it just came to me one day. It was like, oh, uh, yeah. And then that either, cover, yeah, right. and then the cover of the album was just like perfect. So yeah, it's either that or forget about it. <laughs> <laughs> let's uh, let's do another track, man. Pick out another one for me. I was thinking maybe those sexy lies. I like that one a lot. I like uh, the one you referred to earlier. Uh, Gimme Gimme Rockaway is a great one too, and that one's got Clem Burke on drums too, huh? Oh yeah, see that—that's the one that was the single. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back in 2017. Oh, that's the other thing that Steven said. Where's it? He was like, "Rockaway's got to go on the album." Well, there you go. Like, really? Hey, I was like, "Really?" That came out three years ago. He's like, "No, no, no. Gotta go on. Gotta go on." <laughs> I can like, see his okay. face. Like I said, I'm looking at the Silvio Dante face. Exactly. <laughs> when he says that, nope, nope, nope. It's gotta be on there. <laughs> I, I don't know, don't. Oh, gee, don't. I don't know. No. He, I love the guy. Me he's too. So he is so brilliant, and and uh, I'm reading his book. Have you read his book? Not yet. It's called Unrequited Infatuation. Yep. yep, yep. I know about it. Just haven't gotten. It. I'm finishing off it's another biog too. Yeah, yeah. I don't doubt it's that amazing. at all. I don't it's doubt that. It's amazing, and you know, and and I relate to so much of it because you know he's talking about the Jersey Shore, and I kind of grew up. You know, I spent. I mean, I've spent most of my life in New York City, but, you know, for those formative years, like, you know, uh, I think nine, you know, nine or 10 years old through, you know, my early 20s, I was in Jersey and, uh, you know, I'd be down the shore all the time. So all these places he's talking about yep. and, yep. and people, you know, I remember them. And, yeah, I and, get know, it. I'm I get like, it, too. I'm, yeah. I'm a lot younger than him, but, you know, it's uh, he's he just does the right he does the right thing. You know, he's, he's really into education and, and, and bringing kids up with the right music. Well, and- his breaks on his radio show are so informative. I've learned so much about certain musicians and culture from him, just like what he says in between the songs that he plays on his little Stevens Underground Garage show. And all the other oh, yeah. jocks that he's got on there are all my favorite jocks. So it's just like everything that's on there is just uh, yeah. that he's done. It's all, you know... Because of him, you know, and yeah, uh, Mike, Michael DeBar, yeah, and, uh, yeah, Palmyra, yeah, and Lenny Kay, yeah, everybody, Drew, they're all great. Everybody John that's on Carlucci. the show, he's even got Rodney Bingenheimer for out here on on Sundays too, which is just an amazing thing too. So it's just, it's just, it's a terrific thing, and I've tried to, I've tried to kind of ride on the coattails a little bit about that with my Junkman Radio show. But uh, if there is somebody to look up to, that's that's who I try to uh, kind of. Use as my uh, as my mentor, so to speak. Even though I never met him, but uh, just a really, really interesting guy. He must be so proud to be on his label and be a friend. Of yeah, his. yeah. That's a that's, it's a good model to uh, you know it's a good person to model yourself after if you're gonna you know. And he just yeah, I'm I am honored to be on his label. And in fact, he sent me an email today saying uh, you know we're honored to have you. So I was like ah. Uh. You know, God, you know, a little mutual admiration society going on here. Well, but, send him a uh, clip I, of my show and see if he if he hires me. <laughs> I, I will. You got a great voice, man. Thanks, I, man. I can't imagine that uh, he wouldn't 
um, you know, find you engaging, you know, because well, uh, we'll have to, t- we'll have to ex- talk about that off mic. Okay. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's, uh, let's, let's focus a little bit more on the record, you know, and, uh, try to play another track off this, uh, pick a track, man, anyone you want. And I'll, uh, and I'll let our listeners, uh, get another little taste of, uh, of Bronx cheer here. Well, let's see. Um, the, uh, why don't you play one of the, more soulful uh, ballad. Okay. Song. Guilty. Guilty. Which is, uh, okay. it's, it's not a single. Flying is, it was sort of a single. I made a video for it, but that's it, like a six minute epic. Right. And I, might, uh, you know, if you have the wrong uh, people tuned in, they might. Uh, Tell us about Guilty. Might, but it's, it's beautiful. But uh, I think Guilty is the one. It's sort of, uh, uh, it, it's, it's a it's a rocker and rock and soul really you know it's like uh a 12 8 uh, you know in drummer's terms you know right absolutely uh, you know like an otis redding song yep. or something until he tells the band to go play it double time <laughs> which he had which he has done <laughs> but yeah right. let's, let's and then yeah, at the end, there's a nice rave up and solo, and the girls are singing, and it's it's this glorious thing. So, uh, well, here we go. If you like soul, dig it. All right. Well, again, from Bronx Cheer, this is uh, this is Steve Conti and Guilty on Junk Band Radio. <laughs> Like a hit and run 
Absolutely right, sir. You nailed that one in, in your description right there on it, man. So again, I uh, I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, now, where can people find out more about about you? Uh, website and uh, Instagrams and Facebooks and things like that. Just basically look oh, up your name. Yeah. Or do, you, do you have anything yeah. in particular? All the usual suspects. Uh, you know, I have an Instagram. I have a YouTube channel where all my videos are live. Um, and uh instagram twitter i'm either steve conti or steve conti nyc so just you know you put my name into google and but steve conti comma twitter you'll find me or steve and conti, conti is spelled instagram. c-o-n-t-e just so you e, know. that's right it's, yeah. it's not an i yes C-O-N-T-E. And, uh, you know, I, yeah and i have a facebook uh, music page as well and I have a website, stevecontinyc.com. Well, there you go. stevecontinyc.com. Okay. Yeah, I seem to do less on the website these days um, because, uh, you know, most of the action happens on social media, it seems. There's more interaction there. Right. So I, I tend to be like more interactive with people. I mean, I can't really tell 
who visits the website and you know people don't really leave comments like they they do it on facebook so they can interact with their friends yeah i love that song oh yeah you love it too you know yep, well so, I've already uh, got a post I, out on mine. The fact that I'm talking to you today, I put it out on my posts on my my page today. So we'll, uh, you know, that's how it, that's how you do things now. It's not like passing out flyers like we used to do. So oh god, yeah, <laughs> licking and sticking. I used to call exactly, it. Sit exactly. With, uh, get you the, know, sit there with with stamps and you know. Oh, uh, get the paste. You know, the labels paste, and the paste them to the poles. That was the one, you know. And then the then the uh, the uh, the staple guns too, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I got thrown. My brother and I got thrown in jail for that during Giuliani's reign here in New York. <laughs> Literally, uh, <laughs> no, they called it uh, va- vandalism. No graffiti. Oh, they charged us with graffiti, and we we spent overnight in the Manhattan uh, lockup, central lockup. <laughs> and luckily, uh, my brother's one of my brother's uh, high school buddies was a big time lawyer and judge. <laughs> And he, he got us out. <laughs> they caught us on a Friday night. And if this guy hadn't come in, like, right away, we would have been in there the entire weekend. Oh, no. Hey, you were uh, yeah, them so, pretty rock and roll yeah, boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you don't want to do that. Exactly. No, 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 no. Exactly. Well, Steve, I tell you, man, it's it's an absolute pleasure to speak with you. You know, And I, I hope to again, man. I hope to, I hope to see you face-to-face one of these days. And uh, hang out and just, you know, talk rock and roll and watch you rock, dude. It's just a really... I'm a I'm a fan, and uh, that's what I like to play on my on my show is uh, stuff that I'm a fan of, and your music I have for quite some time. And this particular record, again, is uh, has been one of my favorite records. So, um, well, thank you, man, and uh, I'm well sure done. I'm sure when we uh, get through this COVID thing, um, you know, I plan on uh, getting out to Chicago and L.A. Even if I just fly out there myself and put together a bunch of local guys to do some gigs but i have lots of friends in la good who i could easily put a band together with and like go you know everybody does their homework and then we go we hit in a rehearsal studio uh, for a night and then we go out and do gigs you know i'll keep my ear to the ground man i always do you know again i uh, i try to try to find out who's where and things like that so you know hopefully all this uh things will Stay open and continue to be opening a little bit for uh, for live rock and roll, so I can uh, I can watch you rock. So I, I sure hope. Well, hang on the line for a minute, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna close it down with uh, you know what I gotta play. Gimme Gimme Rockaway simply because it's just you know Rockaway Beach. You know yep. you got Clem Burke on drums. This this has got to be played here on Junk Band Radio. So again, uh, Steve Conti, go find him out there and uh, again the record is called Bronx Cheer on Wicked Cool Records so go get it trust me it's Junk Band approved hang on the line Steve and uh, here we go with Gimme Gimme Rock Away it's Junk Band Radio thanks Junk Band yeah. thank you man see y'all tough is life back on the beach again just a sunny day got no tan rocking my leather man New York to LA surf is up we're pounding the pavement tonight, we're gonna play Ooh, gimme, gimme, rock away Give me rock. 
Junkman Radio. Yup, gimme, gimme, rock away. Steve Conti, again, from the Bronx Cheer album on Wicked Cool Records. My thanks to Steve to calling in to Junkman Radio and talking all about that record and a lot of other things. Go check it out, man. Go uh, look him up. Go buy the record. You'll be glad you did. Definitely, again, Junkman approved. All right, I'm Junkman, rambling on about the the rock and roll, because that's what I'm all about, and I hope you are too, and probably while you're listening, you know? I hope that you would be enjoying what I'm doing. Now, I was thinking about more Van Halen. The next generation has arrived. Yes, and he's been nominated for a Grammy. I'm talking about Wolfgang Van Halen and his band Mammoth WVH, which many Van Halen fans know that uh, the band was formerly known as Mammoth before they were renamed Van Halen. How about that? You know, and uh, Wolfgang has carried on the tradition with a great record that he plays all the song, all the all the instruments on. I saw him recently live at the Aftershock Festival in Sacramento, California, and the band kicks ass. I really see good things. And if that's not enough, again, they're nominated for a Grammy, which, you know, that would be the only reason to watch the Grammy shows as far as I'm concerned, but I doubt they're even going to have them on because, you know, that would take too much time from seeing what all the hip-hop artists are wearing which is basically the focus of everything, you know, these days, and has been for a while, but, you know, whatever. That's besides the point. The fact is that Mammoth WVH have come out with an amazing record, and every song on it I love. This one's probably my favorite, and uh, he's going to be touring. Yeah, How about this for a tour? The Young Guns Tour, Mammoth WVH and Dirty Honey, coming to a city near you in 22. That sounds good to me. That, my friends, is a double dose of rock and roll. So let's crank up some Mammoth WVH, the Grammy-nominated Mammoth WVH, and you're to blame from their debut record. And here it is. It's Junk Band Radio.
Junk Band Radio. Wow. Rockin' with Rise Against, my friend. You like that band? I always did. Fun band to see live, too. I've seen them a bunch of times. And uh, lots and lots and lots of energy from that band there, my friends. <laughs> Man, I'm telling you. It's just, you know what? I There are a lot of bands that can pull things off on record but cannot do it live. There's a bunch of bands right there that uh, can definitely do it for you live, you know. I hope you dug it. So, ah, starting that set out there with uh, the new one from Mammoth WVH. Yes, cool. The band sounds awesome. They're great. I think you'll really, really, really enjoy them if you have not seen them, which, uh, you know, I'm sure most of you have not. They haven't been around that long. But, uh, yeah, Wolfgang Van Halen is just, he's uh, hes a talent, man. Kid's good. Uh, AFI with Miss Murder. Haven't played that one in quite a while. I, uh, brings back a lot of memories, that song. It came, it came out long, 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 long time ago. And I was into uh, quite a bit of, I was out a lot, you know, Hollywood area. And drinking a lot and doing things like that. And that song always seemed to be wherever I was. And I went, who is this? And I looked it up and it was a band called AFI. And I hope you enjoyed it. Seether from their latest, Bruised and Bloodied. Probably my favorite uh, new Seether song. Of, of, you know, of course, off their latest record. And, uh, man, they're just really good songwriters, those guys are. I really dig them. They're from South Africa and just kick ass. And again, ended that set with Rise Against and Ready to Fall. All right, I hope you enjoyed it. Man, I'm telling you, so much music to play for you guys. You know, it's just there's a lot going on. <laughs> Everybody's coming out with new music. You know, it's uh, at this time of taping. This is right around Christmas time. So, you know, you get a whole bunch of new releases or singles and things like that. Um, one of the beautiful things that happened in 2021 is I got to see the Rolling Stones once again. Unfortunately, one of the worst things that happened in 2021 is Rolling Stones drummer Charlie Watts passed on at 80. But I did get to see him in 2009, part of the tour, before everything shut down. Got to see him a couple of times, and I was so impressed. But during the lockdown, the Rolling Stones came back with a single, and it really summed up everything. I think it's one of the best singles of 2021. And uh, I really hope we get some more new Rolling Stones music, you know? I mean, I saw them live three times on this tour, and I cannot say enough good things about those guys, you know? As old as they are, they still kick ass. They are a rock and roll band to be reckoned with. And uh, I cannot believe that Mick Jagger is still doing what he does at 78 years old, you know? It's incredible. Anyway, you've heard all the things about him. But I got to say, that's one of the bands that <laughs> I'd really have to think about what the hell I would ask them, given the chance. You know, I've thought about this for years because everybody's asked everything of the Rolling Stones. So I think I would probably focus on this particular number. And I really like it a lot. And uh, I hope you do, too. This is Living in a Ghost Town, the latest for the Rolling Stones on Junk Band Radio.
Junkman Radio. Some brand new rock right there from a band that is going to be going places, my friends. That is from Plush, the band featuring Mariah Formica on vocals. Uh, she was a visitor to the Junkman Radio show just recently. Talked about that record. And the fact they went on tour with Hailstorm and Evanescence just recently. Hope you got a chance to see them. She's uh, she's something else, and the girls in the band just kick ass. But that's called Hate from Plush. Brand new from them. For that, uh, Cherie Curry. Yes, another visitor to the Junkman Radio Show. Uh, and her tribute to the late uh, great drummer Sandy West from the Runaways. And a all-star group of people doing Queens of Noise. That's right. Got Brody from the Distillers on that one, and uh, Juliette Lewis, the actress and singer, is on that one, and a few others. But great song, Queen of Queens of Noise, the Runaway song, and redone by uh, Cherie Curry as a tribute to Sandy, her bud and bandmate. Played my buds, Little Caesar, for that with Vegas. <laughs> I gotta love that that tagline on that. Too stupid for New York, too ugly for Hollywood. <laughs> Vegas is the name of the song. Go uh, look up the words on that one. They may make sense to you. But that's from their latest, 8. The number, 8, E-I-G-H-T, not A-T-E. Got that? All right, cool. Rival Sons, saw them again just recently. Just an amazing band live. And cool songs recorded as well. Pressure and Time, the title track for that particular record. I played uh, by Rival Sons. And I started things out with a new one from the Rolling Stones. That's right, the new one, the latest from the Rolling Stones. It's been out about a year or so now, but just a great song, Living in a Ghost Town, which we all did pretty much. Man, I'm telling you, there's a lot of things going on out there, you know? A buddy of mine just sent me <laughs> a uh, a text of what the Alrosa Villa is now, just rubble. Knocked down for low-income housing. Interesting. Um, that was in uh, outside of Columbus, Ohio. Very famous for the place where uh, Dimebag Daryl Abbott lost his life to some sicko with a gun. But, uh, yeah, you know, I mean, ghost towns. People living in the streets and lockdowns and... Funky, weird stuff going on out there. But, you know, thank God we got rock and roll. And thank God we got junk band radio. Because, you know what? This is your escape from that. And I love to be able to bring you new stuff and rock that you're just going to love. And, uh, man, this this one really does it all for me. Uh, Cheap Trick is one of my favorite bands. I've always loved Cheap Trick. And the last few albums that they've come out with have been great but virtually no radio airplay for the most part. I don't hear them. You know, I live outside of Los Angeles, and they're not playing them. So I've been playing them, playing the shit out of them, too. And they sound great. The band sounds great live. And, um, man, this last album, In Another World, is just a great record. And this is a track of it that I love so much and says it all. Boys and Girls and Rock and Roll. How about that for a title? Get into this. Crank it up really loud. It's the latest from Cheap Trick on Junk Band Radio. 
no hero Marks on my soul I made mistakes I've been down that black hole
Junk Band Radio. Some serious rock and roll right there from Soraya and Tight Lipped. Great song, great band. Oh, man. Their lead singer, Zuzu Mansour, was a visitor to Junk Band Radio a while back and uh, just a great lady. Looking forward to seeing that band live. I've always wanted to. And, uh, you know, they don't come out to California where I live as much. But uh, I will have to catch them the next time they are. Really looking forward to that. And you know what? It's a great rock and roll record to go get it. Good stuff. Another one uh, I started that set out with, again, In Another World, the latest one from Cheap Trick. Put that on your Christmas list, you know? Good stuff. Man, the last couple of Cheap Trick records, as I mentioned, had just kicked ass, you know? But a lot of people were like, there's a new Cheap Trick record? Yeah, there's been like, you know, three or four of them the last few years. They just keep putting them out, and they kick ass. They're awesome. Speaking of awesome, man, another band that I love to see live is a band called The Struts, and I played Prima Donna Like Me, usually their opening song from The Struts that followed Cheap Trick. Just another one of those fun bands to see. You could take a kid to see them if you want to. They're that much fun. There's so much excitement at a Struts show. I beseech you to go see them. Please, I plead with you, go see The Struts. <laughs> Susie Quattro, the goddess, yes, she is back with a new record, and that is the title track I played for you, The Devil in Me. Susie is another one of those people that seriously belongs in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I can't say this enough. I'm sure she'll get there, but, uh, you know, it's been a long time, and she should already be there, you know? What a, what a, uh, a pioneering woman that is. For, especially for women in rock and roll, but just a rock and roller as it is, you know? She comes from a rock and roll family. She's done it all. Quite a lady. Alice Cooper. Sounds like a lady, but not. <laughs> Followed Susie Quadro. And uh, from his Detroit Stories uh, latest, that was Rock and Roll, the Lou Reed song, which was also redone very well by uh, Mitch Ryder. In the 70s, he did a great job on that. And uh, Alice Cooper doing a, that's, that version of it with his band. And I believe it features Steve Hunter, who uh, played in the Mitch Ryder version of it as well. Great guitar player. Alice kicks ass. Southside Johnny in the Asbury Jukes. Southside just had himself a birthday recently. So I was thinking about him. But that one, I've been working too hard. <laughs> Featuring some of his buddies, uh, including John Bon Jovi on that particular track. Just a cool one. Kicks ass. I believe Little Steven's on that as well. But uh, Southside, man, it's just, he keeps coming around, man. He's still doing it. And his band is always awesome. The horn section is just incredible. I love it. He's quite a character, too. And again, I finished that set with Soraya with Tight Lipped. Rock and roll, baby. That's what it's all about. Junkman's into his house here, you know? All right. Uh, something I like to do on each and every show is salute the sponsors. And one of my biggest sponsors is VintageRock.com. They supply a lot of the music that you're hearing on the Junkman Radio Show and amongst other things. I do contribute a lot of my writing to the site as well. They got lots of concert reviews and CD reviews and all kinds of news to the uh, rock and roll world. Kind of like what I do. 
with the broadcasting thing here. But uh, you know, they'll tell you what's what, what's new, what's happening, what's been released. And they got lots of information. It's a great website, so check them out. Uh, VintageRock.com. And what I do uh, in celebration of them helping us out here, I do what's called a VintageRock.com six-pack. I'll play six songs from a particular artist or genre of my choice. You know, after all, it's my show, you know, but uh, as long as it fits under the vintage rock, you know, uh, format there, you know, <laughs> it could go back a ways. It could be new. And uh, a great band that definitely fits into that is the Foo Fighters. Foo Fighters have come a long way. They are now in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I mean, singer Dave Grohl pretty much has been the ambassador for rock music of all kinds and a lot more. Over the last 10 years or so, man, he's really, really, really gotten to the forefront of everything. Everybody loves him. He's a nice guy. I've met him myself. He's very cool. He's hysterical. I just watched his Hanukkah sessions where he did a bunch of covers, and they were great. So go look them up. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to do six songs from the Foo Fighters that I hope you enjoy, starting out with this particular one. And it's a VintageRock.com six-pack. So kick back, grab open a nice beverage of choice if you wish. You know? A little something in a brandy snifter, perhaps. (laughs) And get into this. It's Foo Fighters on Junkman Radio. Searching for something, something never comes, never leads to nothing, nothing satisfies, but I'm getting close, closer to the prize at the end of the rope. All night long, a dream of the day, when it comes around and it's taken away, leaves me with the feeling that I feel the most, feel it come to life when I see your ghost. I'm 
searching for something Something never comes, never leads to nothing Nothing satisfies, but I'm getting close Closer to the prize at the end of the rope All night long, a dream of the day When it comes around and it's taken away Leaves me with the feeling that I feel the most Feel it come to life when I see your ghost Then I'm done, done, all of the next one done
rock.com. Six-pack. 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 Six-pack.
Thanks a lot for coming out tonight, you guys.
Junkman Radio, wrapping up a VintageRock.com six-pack with the Foo Fighters. Hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Man, I'm telling you, they're everywhere. You know, they are probably the most popular rock band on the planet right now. I can honestly say that. Uh, started things out from 2002's One by One album, uh, All My Life. Big hit for them. Big hit. Huge. Uh, I think really that was kind of the, one of the songs that I really started to get into that band, you know, uh, that particular one right there kind of jump started it from probably my favorite album by theirs, uh, called Wasted Light in 2011. I played Rope. Great song. Great record. I remember that record. They, <laughs> they did it all on, uh, apparently they did it on tape, like two inch tape. And recorded it old school way style, and it actually in every copy of the CD the, you had a piece of the tape, and it was great. I got to see them play at a, at my favorite local record store in Long Beach, California, and they played on Record Store Day, and uh, that was just a great um, experience for me. Really good time uh, <laughs> that I had there. It was unbelievable. Very few people that were in that store. There was maybe about 30 of us that were there. Maybe 30 people there. And the Foo Fighters on this little teeny stage totally rocking out in a record store. Picture that. If you really want to see it, it's up on YouTube. You can probably find it. But, uh, yeah, they played all those songs off that record. Uh, Learn to Fly, another big hit for them. Great video (laughs) from 1999. Uh from the album There Is Nothing Left to Lose and Learn to Fly. Just, yeah, the video is hysterical. Um, you really just have to see it. I can't describe it. They're on a plane. He's a stewardess <laughs> and a captain. <laughs> it's, it's great. It's just awesome. I'll stick around. Another great rocker from them from their debut album of 1995. Very, very cool Foo Fighters tunes, as there are many. You know, I just I hope you just got into that set like I did. Uh, from that, again, from Wasting Light, 2011, a song that's very near and dear to my heart, uh, a great song called Walk. Just a, a cool tune when you're starting over. And uh, that's what I got out of that. And just uh, every time I hear it, it just brings me right back to uh, a time when I was down. Bringing myself back up again, you know? Getting off the canvas, so to speak. Yeah, you know. And uh, that's why I played that particular one. All again, from Wasting Light album of 2011. And it started thing, or uh, finished things out, uh, once again, from the One by One album, 2002. Times Like These. And uh, one of the more popular songs by them, by Foo Fighters. So I hope you dug it, man. I just, you know what? Again, all the best to uh, Dave Grohl and the guys. One of these days, I'll get him on the show. I'm working on that. I've, I've met him a couple of times and mentioned it to him. But you know how he is. He's a busy guy, you know? He's got things to do, you know? I run into him every now and then. Like, every like every couple of years, he would show up and barbecue for people. Like, uh, they did a thing at this uh, at the NAM convention last year. And he was backstage all day with his portable barbecue pit, barbecuing this amazing barbecue 
food for all the performers, you know? So, you know, you never know where Dave's going to pop up, which is a cool thing. All right. So I'm all about new music, man, and I'm all about all the new rock that's been happening the last couple of years. These guys are kind of bringing back a southern rock feel to it, and I hope that really continues. I like this band a lot. I hope to have them on the show. I'm working on it. Just know that. Uh, This is the Georgia Thunderbolts, brand new from them, and it's a cool song, uh, by the way, called It's All Right, and I'm going to leave you with that right here at Junkman Radio. Hope you enjoyed the show. Enjoy this, man. Brand new, the Georgia Thunderbolts. Crank it up.
Jump right. 